This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning radio program. Also, those that are watching on Warning television, listening on Warning shortwave or social media, welcome. I have with me, I believe, a very important guest, Serge Bagdasarov. And uh, you're going to find this man fascinating. He's the president and founder of iMiracle Project. Uh, Serge, welcome to the Warning Program. Thank you, Dr. Jonathan. Great to be here. Well, I heard good things about you from a a mutual friend, and I'm so glad that uh, you're with me today. Thank you, and special thank you to our mutual friend. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. And um, I want you to tell a little bit. I know this is the first time you've been on my program. Tell us your background. Like, how did you get to America? very interesting story and thank you once again for having me i would love to come back and share more of my miracle stories that you i know for sure have many more miracle stories but today i get to share some of my stories and i appreciate the opportunity 1981 the day of my birth is already a miracle wow my mother is on the abortion table she's about to let the doctors basically take my life out of her because everything was against her, Soviet Union, uh, families, current situation and affairs at that time. So last second, she storms out of that hospital. She looks into heaven and you know the Soviet Union, 1981, uh, no God, no religion, no Bibles. It was all forbidden. Yes. So she looks into heaven and she screams that I'm going to give this baby life. And this is how the... Thy humble servant, Serge, was born. Wow. Yes, sir. And that's the Soviet Union. Soviet Union, 1981. Wow. And what area specifically in the Soviet Union? We lived in one of the former republics of Soviet Union, Baku, capital of Azerbaijan. Beautiful town right on the border, uh, right on the Caspian Sea. Uh, my My grandfather was involved in some of the biggest projects there that were like the Hilton, the the hotel that still stands there right on Caspian Sea. And as the Soviet was collapsing, 1988, uh, there was a lot of hatred uh, that was provoked, basically, by the politics because we lived like one big family. Azerbaijans are traditionally Muslim. Armenians are traditionally Christians, as most people know. Um, We married each other, have had... uh, holidays that we celebrated together and lived like one big family, like I said, and then politics come around. All of a sudden, we learned that Ahmed is our enemy. And yeah, it was not a pleasant situation. Uh, It turned into something that one can call even a genocide because hundreds of people were slaughtered. Um, And then at the same time, there is an earthquake in Armenia and we are... in Azerbaijan, and we end up fleeing the country with three bags of clothing as the Soviet is collapsing, and uh, we left everything behind, fled as refugees. I was seven years old, and we came to, we, we, we ended up in Moscow for a few years, in Moscow, Russia. We were saved by, uh, with the help of a Ukrainian uh, cor- corner. Colonel? Colonel, Col- yeah, Col- Lieutenant Colonel. Colonel, yeah. It was 
uh, amazing journey that we took. Um, and we, we, we ended up in Moscow that gave us a temporary home. And from Moscow, we filed for political asylum with the U.S. And in 1996, we have found our way into the United States that became our homeland. And I grew up on Mark Wayne and James Fenimer Cooper. Jack London always was fascinating with, with the books that they wrote and always wanted to read them in English. So I've been studying English since I was a young kid dreaming about reading them in English. And now I get to do that. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so you, you saw firsthand uh, the, the atrocities, how man can turn into a beast and, and just uh, destroy his fellow man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've seen horrible things and uh, nobody should see uh, those things in my age. And uh, in Russia, I've also went through a lot of uh, crazy stuff, uh, real discrimination, as as one may call it, um, where I was called a black because of my dark eyes and my dark hair. And of course, by any means, not all Russian people were like that, but the vast majority of people in my school, even my teachers, my teacher and some other teachers at my other school, I went through like three schools in Moscow, were highly discriminating. And by the time I was 15 and I was a freshman, I told my mom that I'm not going to school anymore. As soon as I found out that we're flying to America, I basically skipped the rest of the year because I was just tired of fighting. Every single day I would have to fight. And yeah, so I just sat home and read books. Well, I'll tell you what, it's you used some explanations earlier like because of politics here here man is the one evil men that uh, separate people from one another yep because you said you lived as a family all together and then all of a sudden politics came in like we're witnessing politics in america and some politicians are trying to divide americans yes serge Yes. So you're, you're witnessing what you experienced. Yes, sir. Exactly the same thing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch this warning uh, television and listen to the warning radio program, social media, etc., I know in the past I brought 20 programs on Barack Hussein Obama and uh, his criminal activity and how he divided Americans and how he's still dividing America and uh, going into Joe Biden and uh, his crimes he's done. But how he is dividing America right now, we are witnessing an attempted coup. They're trying to topple the Republic of the United States of America and move us into a communist world. Uh, can you see the danger right now, Serge, what's going on in America? Yes, I can see it. And it's very, very unfortunate. So many things that are happening right, right in front of us. And we're just being quiet about it, like nothing is happening. So... And that's, that's the whole point, ladies and gentlemen. You know I've been pushing eagle-saving nations, eagle-saving nations. If you have not subscribed, go on my website right now, www.worldministries.org, and click on eagle-saving nations. The vision and missions of eagle-saving nation is to wake up Christians of the seriousness of the hour and hold revival meetings across the world. We want to fill stadiums, conferences, churches focused on training, 
strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost, others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We want them to leave these meetings encouraged, refreshed, and strengthened with power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are in trying to enslave God's people and their nation. We want to be true ambassadors of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Only God, through his body, his church, can stop what they're trying to do in every nation. Serge? Yes, They're trying to topple the nations one right after another and move us into this one world government, this new world order, where let me tell you, true believers are going to be targeted. They're going to be hated. They're going to be arrested and many times killed. Yes, persecution is on the way and we need to stay strong and we need to do something about it. We cannot just remain silent. Uh, We know that there is no death. At least that we know, right? We're not going to run away. Uh, We're going to stay where we are, uh, God willing, and hopefully we can do something. And we can only do this united. Exactly. And so that's the importance of joining, subscribing to Eagles Saving Nations. You can be either a Golden Eagle. That's only $50 a year. That's literally nothing. It's one trip to Starbucks if you have a few children with you. A Bald Eagle is $22 a month or a White Eagle, $220 a month. And anybody can, you know, people say, what can I do? You can subscribe. You can help us get into stadiums and focus on the third person of the Trinity, Pentecost, where the believer now rises up instead of fear and intimidation. They try to speak the truth and stop this insanity, stop the toppling of the republic. I mean, the Christians could have stopped Hitler in the beginning, but they did nothing, Serge. Yes, and history has a tendency to repeat, repeat itself. <laughs> you know, again, you're you're the founder and president. I Miracle Project. I Miracle Project. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. So, I Miracle Project is my miracle, your miracle, our miracles, and our mission is to inspire the world with our miracle stories. And there's so many of them. I my birth is a miracle. After my birth, I've yes. seen so many other miracles. I'm 21 years old. I'm in my office. I'm a marketing director for a mortgage company, Kirkland. All of a sudden, I fell down, start shaking like epilepsy attack. I get rushed to a hospital. Doctors do an MRI. And they find a huge brain tumor the size of an egg in my right lobe right here. Wow. And That's when you're 21. 21. Yes, sir. And How old are you now? I'm 41 now. 20 years. 20 years. You should have yes, been dead. I should have been dead in and 1981. <laughs> That's a miracle. So tell us a little bit about it because people need to understand miracles are still for today. And many people, I've seen so many miracles. You are a walking miracle. People are watching and listening right now that are discouraged. They need a miracle. Tell us what happened to you. Yes, sir. So uh, I basically was told by the doctors that I need to go to an emergency surgery that can leave me blind, paralyzed, or dead. Wow. And that's a choice I need to make and sign the papers. And I got on my knees. I said a simple prayer. And I don't come from a religious family, but like most of us in the Soviet Union, we grew up reading books and uh, going to a church. Maybe was my experience once a year on Orthodox. We go, we light up the candle, 
Happy Easter. We do this three times, and that was our church. But after fleeing, after running away with three bags of clothing from this genocide, I somehow found myself every evening, I would pray and ask God to save and protect and keep healthy all of my family members that I named each of them by name. So I was praying every single day. Where I learned that, where I've seen that, I have no idea, but God just gave that gave that to me ever since I was seven years old. And so God has a God had a plan. And on that day of my surgery, I kneeled down and I said a simple prayer with my own words. And I just said, God, if you let me live through this, I promise I'm going to dedicate my life to serving you and serving people. No thunders, no special effects, yet I have this peace on my heart. As I go on to my surgery, seven-hour brain surgery at, wow. at the UW. Wow. Yeah. Next day after, I get up and I go home and I don't take a single painkiller. I pray for my nurse for God to help her quit smoking because she could not quit smoking that oh same my. morning. <laughs> And, and and they your your options were when you signed it that you could be what blind, blind paralyzed paralyzed or, or not wake up at all or not wake up at all yes sir now this is serious ladies and gentlemen I know people that have had brain tumors and I, I know people that have had surgeries and I know people that have died so this is a miracle so this is where I miracle project originated. I Miracle Project came as a result of that. So lo and behold, it's not over yet. So three weeks later, after my surgery, doctors called me back to the hospital. They said the results of your tumor came back, and it's actually third stage brain cancer. Third stage cancer. Yes. And I need to go through emergency courses of chemotherapy combined with radiation. And I said, I don't believe in your cancer. I don't believe in your chemotherapy. I don't believe in any of that stuff uh, because God has healed me. And my aunt, who was a doctor at the Veterans Hospital in Seattle, and my other family members, they said, are you cuckoo? You have to go through at least a radiation therapy, you know? So under pressure, I agreed to go through a radiation a radiation therapy. I denied chemotherapy, denied cancer. I started coming into my uh, a radiation therapy. And imagine it's an oncology center where people come in with hospital beds on wheelchairs and there's sorrow, there's tears. And I burst in there with my energy and making jokes with the nurses and showing my scar to everyone. And um, so I finished about three weeks of my radiation therapy. That was in 2003. And I've been cancer-free ever since. Uh, in 2004, I got married. In 2005, my son was born. And actually, shortly after that, I started working with children, low-income children and the refugee children. I started offering sports programs where we, I would coach and run with them myself and then started to offer the same uh, sports program to a local drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers. And a lot of those guys actually has have been helping Maria, our mutual friend. Lancaster. Uh, yes. <laughs> a lot of the guys have been helping her at her farm in North Bend. And uh, it's been a great journey. 
of sharing my miracle stories with the young guys that come from all over the country. They came for rehab programs, and once a week we gave them soccer training, then boxing and, and other sports, and it was amazing to see what God has been doing in their lives and how my story has impacted them years later because I still kept in touch with some of them. And that uh, that is what basically shaped iMiracle Project. And my vision was always building a business, building a company, building an income so I could enable myself to go full-time into mission work, into iMiracle work where we would uh, take our miracle stories and inspire the world, like I mentioned before. And also my biggest part of the mission was to help refugee children all across the world, like orphanages and bring them medical supplies, bring them food, bring them toys. And that was my biggest vision because I myself was that refugee child. I was that child that slept on the floor. I was that child that was running away with with no future, with three bags of clothing with my mother and and we left everything behind, you know? So I, I always wanted to do something to give back and that's how iMiracle Project was born. Wow. So you're involved right now with helping the needy all over the world. Not on that level yet. We started, I, I, my first project, uh, international, my first project was uh, Armenian project. Yes. Uh, children of Artsakh. Uh, it's uh, for children uh, and for refugees. It was a smaller project that we did. And, and then uh, I was also, like I said, trying to focus on building an income so I could finance my own project. So I don't have to go out and look for money. I wanted to build a company where where I could enable myself to do this, and uh, it did not end up uh, successful because it will take a few more years. But fortunately, by God's grace, uh, last year we were able to build my wife's insurance company to to the point where it covers some of our expenses, and I was able to go. Uh, full-time into iMiracle work. Actually, this year, in the beginning of this year, I went full-time to doing charity work, and I've got family in Ukraine. I've got family in Russia, and this whole invasion, when Russia invaded and started this war, has it's not the, the invasion. The war escalated to that level. The war started many years ago. It escalated to the level where it went in February, I was able to bring my aunts here to help them evacuate and brought them to Bellevue. And uh, by God's grace, once again, miraculously, I was able to build an amazing task force of great people that came on board of a miracle project and are helping uh, shape the vision and helping bring things to order as far as all the proper paperwork, as far as the website. And our current projects are focused on Ukrainian children and adults. We're working a few. We're helping a few hospitals in Ukraine. We're helping if an an orphanage, an orphanage center in Ukraine with medical supplies, with clothing, with toys that we send there. We have volunteers that are flying and helping people at the airport, and we're also are developing many programs here locally that we're helping local refugees with resources and 
things like that, and sports programs as well locally here in Washington State. Wow, wow, fascinating. I, I you know, international, the Dorcas fun, things that we're engaged in, and now how God has brought us together. Definitely, you're going to be helping and reaching the world, people in need. Yes, sir. Definitely, Serge. This is not a coincidence that we're talking today together. Not at all. I see a lot of things in you, how, how God is going to use you in the future. Now, what can people do to help your cause? People can help us raise awareness uh, because this is a long-term project uh, and we also look forward to helping rebuild infrastructure. We're looking forward to helping uh, rebuild orphanage centers, hospitals for children uh, once this war hopefully comes to an end, which there, there is no end to it right now. But uh, small businesses, big businesses, they can help us uh, with events. Uh, we could do fundraising events together. We need all the help that we can from people to help us get medical supplies, and they can be shipped to my office in Kirkland, Washington. And from there, we have a uh, direct logistics we have straight to Ukraine where I know about all the stuff that gets stolen. I know how bad corruption is and you've traveled the world and yes. you know that most humanitarian aid that comes in large containers gets half of it if not more gets stolen and resold we know that yes yes so that's why if you go to our website which is imiracleproject.org imiracleproject.org you will see I'm a refugee child myself and I lived in Moscow for a few years so once again I know how to do this properly. We have our own coordinators. We only send small boxes, small uh, shipments of a few boxes that get <clears throat> sent personally to places where they're needed the most. So we don't work by sending large containers that, that end up we know where. So help us with medical supplies, help us with raising awareness and just... Sign up for a newsletter that Maria has created, by the way. <laughs> Maria Lancaster. Yes. Serge Bagdasarov. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, he's come from a, a background himself where he had to flee. Uh, he, he's had, um, he is a walking miracle himself. He's, he's right in the studio with me, as you can see, if you're watching on our uh, television programs or social media. If you're just listening by radio, you have to go to my website, www.worldministries.org, and you can also watch this interview then. But he's got a scar going right down the middle, and uh, look at that. I'll tell you what, uh, that, that, that's quite a testimony. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. But again, miracles. We believe in miracles. We serve a God of miracles. So I'll tell you, I know people right now are watching or listening and you need a miracle. You need a miracle. I know a person that in two hours will go in for a trachea to be put in. You know, God can heal anything and anybody, Serge. Yes. Now, indeed. God has delivered you from cancer. He's delivered you from uh, people wanting to kill you before you, f you came to America. He made a way of escape for you. 
and uh, you used a Ukrainian lieutenant colonel. Why don't you right now pray for people, pray for people that need a healing, needs a miracle. Uh, they need it right now and they're watching and, and they're wondering, can God do that for me? Can he heal me? Pray for those people right now, Serge. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done in our lives. We thank you that your will is not our will. We know that nothing happens just because it happens. We know that everything happens for a reason. And I believe that today there's many miracles that are needed in our lives. There's so many families that need you, God. And we pray together with Dr. Jonathan right now that everybody who's watching right now that needs that miracle, we pray that you, God, will, by your grace and by your mercy, give them that miracle. We ask you, first and foremost, to forgive us our fears, forgive us our doubts, and let us always remember to seek your will and not our own will. And we pray in the name of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And Father God, Amen. touch that man right now. He's gone through radiation. He had a stroke, Lord. Now they want to put, this is a bishop. They want to put that trachea in him. Heal him right now. Heal him. Restore him. Restore his health perfectly right now. Restore him, dear God. Restore him like it never happened. Restore him. And again, like Serge prayed, if you want to know this Jesus that we both serve, you know, telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. Operators are there. They'll be glad to send you Christian literature. You'll be getting my pastoral articles twice every month. It'll encourage you and strengthen you and help you grow in your faith. But right now in your heart, just ask the Lord to come into your life. Ask him to forgive you of your sins Tell him you want to change your life. You want to live for him now. So, Father God, break that alcoholism, that drug addiction, that pornography, that sexual addiction. In the name of Jesus, let it be cursed. Let it be over. They have a new beginning. They have a destiny. A destiny. You have a destiny. And don't let anybody say otherwise. You have a destiny. God created you for a purpose. So, Father God, let them move into their destiny. Let them, again, want to serve you with all of their hearts because they have a destiny, things they don't even comprehend today. You have a purpose for their life. Give them their destiny as they accept you as Lord and Savior. You have the right person that they can marry. They don't have to just settle for the person they're living with. You have the right person your choice that can really bless them instead of hurt them or torment them or abuse them. Let them accept your choice for their life. Let them accept eternal life in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. And once again, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. You can watch our programs, click on Eagle Saving Nations, and subscribe now. We need another great awakening. Once again, Serge Bakendoff's Rolf. <laughs> say, say it yourself. Serge Bagdazarov. Oh, Bagdazarov. I Miracle Project. We got it. I Miracle Project. May God richly bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Thank you. <laughs>